Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pop Culture University podcast, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I'm your host, Petty Eminger. You may know me as Petty Pop Culture on TikTok. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for coming. You are so welcome in the class. Take a seat wherever you would like. If it's not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. You guys, I just booked my first ever trip to L.A. I've never, ever been in my whole life. I don't know what to expect. I feel like people who go to L.A. say it is not as glamorous as they wanted it to be. It's kind of like dingy and it's hot and the air is like dirty. And the really only nice parts are where the really rich celebrities can afford. But I'm excited if you've ever been maybe DM me. Let me know what your experience was. I've never even been to California or like anywhere along the West Coast. So I'm so excited. I'm going to go visit my friend. Maybe like head up some influencer parties or something. You know, see Monty Lopez do some cocaine. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to like be on like a little bit of a diet before I go. But my damn sister bought the six new crumble cookie flavors today. So at my mom's, we like cut up all the cookies into like eight pieces like a pizza. And we were all trying them. So she's an enemy of progress to my diet. But the crumble cookies were really good. My favorite one that I ate was probably either the red velvet or the like Oreo cookie sandwich one. It's two cookies with Oreo and like marshmallow in between. Crumble cookies isn't fucking around. They run their business like a sweat factory in some third world countries that the Kardashians don't pay their workers for. When I went in there, there was like 16 people working there for like two people in line like the place was not busy there didn't need to be 16 high schoolers working there that day but there was um anyway if you haven't gotten crumble cookie yet definitely do it um there's been so much pop culture news this week i can barely even keep up so we have a lot to talk about today including three different lawsuits of shit that is going on with some women celebrities like megan the stallion taylor swift and vanessa williams and then we're going to talk about TikTok influencer YouTuber Gabby Hanna's major mental breakdown on social media yesterday and why police had to go to her house and why social media has been taken away from her. Then we're going to talk about Nick Cannon and you can probably guess what we have in store for that. No surprise announcement there. And then we're going to talk about Euphoria and a shakeup with the cast, including one favorite cast member not returning. Before we get into everything, make sure you rate this podcast five motherfucking star on Spotify and five stars on Apple Podcasts. Leave a cute little review. Take a screenshot of you listening to it and post it to your Instagram story and tag me and let me know what your favorite crumble cookie is or literally say anything. We just don't have big companies pushing out this podcast. So you spreading the word on your social media is always appreciated. And yeah, with that, let's get into it. Welcome to Pop Culture University. Class is in session.
There's no viewing experience like passing around a dab pen or a jewel between you and your friends while you're watching Euphoria. Euphoria is like the modern day, like, I don't know, just the most exciting viewing experience. It's like the modern day Shakespearean theater like it's such a cinematic experience to sit down with your friends on that Sunday night that the new euphoria episode is on and just absorb all the tea in real time. Like you can't even wait to stream it. The whole season doesn't even drop at once. You have to watch each episode that week and it is so fun. Euphoria Sundays are the best. And next season, when it finally comes around, when we're all like on our deathbeds, cause it's going to be so long until then is going to be pretty heart wrenching because one of the favorite cast members is not going to be there. Yeah, you heard me right. Unfortunately, Barbie Ferreira, who plays Kat Hernandez on Euphoria, is not going to be in the show anymore. When I know I love Kat. Kat is like the one relatable one. Kat is like the one dealing with like average problems, not like hard drugs and being a prostitute and like being a hooker. And, like, your boyfriend's dad banging your other friends and having it on video and then peeing on his floor and abandoning his whole family. Like, I have those problems, but I know the average person doesn't. So, Kat's problems are, like, body image and wanting to get validation from different men and different sources and, like, being the overlooked friend. And that's why we all loved Kat, because Kat can be the true relatable one and we see ourselves in her but she's not coming back we don't really know if she was fired or quit it kind of seems like it was like mutual like there was some tension on both sides between the producers and her but she finally put out a statement today that says after four years of this wonderful experience she has to say a very teary-eyed goodbye she said quote i hope many of you could see yourself in her like i did and that cat brought you so much joy to see her journey into the character she is today. I put all my care and love into her, and I hope you guys could feel it. I love you, Catherine Hernandez. Oh, that's so sad. Just like mourn her, like she's like dead. And that kind of is true. I would get really attached to characters that I played if I was an actor, and like I wouldn't be able to like say goodbye. Like I literally cannot say goodbye to like anyone in my life. I that's like definitely like an issue for me. Like ending things with people so it would i would like really be depressed having to say goodbye to a character that i played and this is so not right but i'm really not surprised by this there was some pretty obvious tension going on during season two last year there's a bunch of like rumors by like unconfirmed sources but still sources close to euphoria that Barbie Ferreira and Sam Levinson, who was the creator and executive producer of the show, would get into fights and arguments on a regular basis because of the storyline that Sam was trying to give to Kat in the second season, allegedly. And Barbie Ferreira really hated it. She didn't like the storyline. She thought it would be damaging to like the viewers. And she just didn't support what he was going to do to her character that she built up and put her whole pussy in. Allegedly, he wanted Kat's character in the second season to go through like an eating disorder phase. And knowing Euphoria, Sam just would have taken it like really far. Like, had it be 
really graphic and probably like mangled Kat's character as a whole. And Barbie Ferrer really didn't like that. And I get why, because Barbie is like a plus size model. And in her real life, it's like empowerment and loving your body and not wanting to show girls that going through something like that is something that they should go through or even have that idea. And Barbie kind of saw that coming just because the huge outreach that Euphoria has. And apparently that was leading to them getting into fights on set. And that's why Kat's dialogue was cut majorly in season two. Kat was like getting so much camera time in season one. I feel like she was a really integral part of the whole plot. And her storyline was, I feel like one of the most emotional that everyone connected with. So when she was already cut out a lot of season two, it was like already disappointing for fans. It was disappointing seeing her silenced in that way. And I do blame Sam. Some people are like, no, you should not just blame Sam. You should like blame Barbie Ferreira for being like difficult to work with because um, Barbie Ferreira like allegedly walked off set multiple times because of not agreeing with Sam or like not being easy to work with and not even compromising with him which i get would be very annoying and i guess barbie ferreira could have been better in that sense some people even want even wanted to blame zendaya a little bit because zendaya is also an executive producer of the show so when barbie announced she was leaving people were like how could zendaya do this like not supporting women like letting barbie ferreira be off of this major show ruining this job for her this project for her so um Barbie Ferreira came out in the past and said that she's seen a lot of the rumors and a lot of it is untrue but maybe she just has to say that to keep the peace because she hasn't been very vocal about the whole thing on the Zach Sang show I'm sure you guys have seen Zach Sang he's like a uh like long-running radio interview where he interviews everyone he's best friends with all these celebrities I don't know how he does it he knows everything about everyone he's like BFFs with Ariana Grande I don't know how the fuck he does that. Ariana hates doing any interview, but even she'll sit down with him for an hour. He had an anonymous source from Euphoria on his show today who apparently was on set every single day during season two and knows literally everything that went on. And he said that the tea between Barbie and Sam Levinson is very hot and that there was some tension between them. He also blamed a large part of her leaving on her literal cat. Apparently, Barbie Ferreira had a cat that she would bring to set that was a hairless cat that would piss everywhere, and Barbie wouldn't clean it up. Like, Barbie was, like, holding this cat hostage on set, and it was, like, her emotional support cat or something. And she would pee all over the trailers, and she was not doing a very good job at taking care of it, so that caused, like, tension. But that's all that source said, so people are like, girl, that wasn't even hot tea, like... We want the real tea, not between Sam Levinson and Barbie Ferrer's cat. We want the tea between Sam Levinson and cat. But either way, um, Sam clearly cut her out of the show for something. He wouldn't just let her go like that. So clearly there was some tension between them. And if Sam, if there was never tension between them and all these rumors are true and Sam really just ruined Kat's character like that in season two, that'd be so embarrassing for Sam Levinson because what were, what was her storyline season two? She was like pretending to have like a brain tumor or something. And that's why she couldn't continue with her boyfriend. That storyline made no sense. And it was really just to like fill screen time or something, but it was like the worst storyline I've ever seen in television history. And she deserved better than that. So if Sam really, if there was, there was no beef and he is that bad of a writer, 
that's so humiliating for him. So I hope there was tension just for Sam's sake and it's more embarrassing for him. Um, I don't know. But maybe it's embarrassing for Kat. I don't know. I wish they could just make a, a good damn show. Like, why do they have to let this little drama get in the way? I feel like if you're an actor, like, not to defend Sam a little because I'm going in on Sam. To defend Sam a little, if you are an actor, I think you should unfortunately know your place as an actor i feel bad for saying it but you're not there to write the show when you audition for a character that has body image issues you you should have known that that could have been something that came up i get if he's like wanting her to like get naked or do something crazy on screen but at the end of the day you're just the actress you're not the executive producer you're not the creator you didn't write the script so her getting in an argument with him over the script kind of seems unprofessional if you know if you don't want to portray the character you're going to be kicked out of the show. Um, but yeah, I wish Kat continued. She could have helped a lot of people in life because she was so relatable. And they could have built that character up really, really well. So I feel like it was a big missed opportunity. And Euphoria could have been even greater if that continued. And hopefully season three is good. I feel like season two was like a home run. People were fucking obsessed with it. So hopefully they can replicate that success. But anyway, what can we learn from this? I think what we can learn is about behaving in the workplace and if you are good to work with people will want to work with you over and over again they'll recommend you to people to work with you'll have an amazing reputation and your networking will be out of this world and you'll just get job after job and the energy you bring to work is really important for your future success and could keep you booked and busy forever so i would say be very professional and be a good person to have around at work and be a team player and bringing the best energy and just be a great presence at work. I think I could learn that a little bit. My, I was having some issues with TikTok this weekend. A few like the TikTok supporters uh, or like the managers like follow me on Instagram. And I was like going off on Instagram, <laughs> going off about TikTok on my Instagram story, like bashing them. And I should not have done that. Like looking back, I should I not saying I should have not done anything but I shouldn't have done that in like a public way like that bashing TikTok for something that I don't even know if it was their problem and that was maybe like a little immature of me so maybe I could learn to be better to um co-workers as well but yeah before I stop this though I have a petty pop culture exclusive tea I don't even know if I could say this I I have a source I'm not gonna say who but it's a it's a reliable source and they told me that i didn't even even ask this person if i can say this but that nikita dragon transgender influencer nikita dragon was given the opportunity to be on euphoria before the show even started to be in season 1 she was like given the role and nikita turned it down this is 100% real this 100% ha- happened nikita turned down the chance to be on euphoria for god knows what reason maybe she didn't believe in the show maybe she had some dragon beauty flop event to go to but she 100 turned down the opportunity to be on euphoria that's crazy to me that could have taken nikita dragon to monstrous like heights of fame like not even an influencer anymore like that can take her to like the emmys the golden globes like so i can't believe that nikita must kick herself and her BBL every night. Kick herself in the ass. In the BBL. 
damn. But yeah, that's some real shit. Social media these days is a place for people to express their woes and express their grievances in real time. And when you're in a state of mind that is rather manic or rather rash, you don't really think before you post. So so social media and mental health is a very unfortunate combination that gets a lot of Gen Z in trouble. But it's, it's almost become like normal for us to air our dirty laundry in a irrational state on the internet but no one has taken it quite as far in recent history as gabby hannah and if you don't know who gabby hannah is it's not worth knowing her just skip through this story i'm kidding i'm kidding no shade to gabby if you don't know who gabby is that it's you're better off but If you do, you probably saw what happened this weekend or this week. She had a full-blown panic attack, mental breakdown, manic episode for the last few days on TikTok. I'm talking about some split the movie shit. Like she turned into Patricia. She turned into the monster. She posted... 100 over 100 tiktoks 100 tiktoks in 12 hours i mean who's working harder than her i only make one a day she has 7.5 million followers on tiktok and her at is trauma queen just uh you know that that says all you need to know about her that at um she's kind of been like fading away lately in popularity but oh a lot of people were watching this week so she was posting like hundreds of TikToks and they were posted, they were posted like five minutes apart. And in each one consecutively, she would be laughing. And in the next one, she'd be crying. Then in the next one, she'd be screaming. And then in the next one would be so happy dancing in the mirror. So she was fully possessed by the most dangerous and insane of demonic entities one can be possessed by and i hope stephen king is in her house filming her but gabby hannah is normally a pretty manic person who will do anything for content i don't really follow her like that but that's what people say she's like pulled stunts like this before she does like crazy story times and singing that is so james charles if you know what i'm saying it's so tone deaf um insane she does like insane poetry not to like bash her, she's just one of those influencers. But in these in this manic episode that she was having in front of millions of people, like her account probably got a billion views in the last two days because people are just loving this public breakdown on social media. A breakdown, I mean, word to Trisha Paytas, word to literally everyone who cries and then makes a TikTok about it. 
cries on their kitchen floor. It's arguably good content. It's emotional. It's attention getting. People eat that shit up. So billions of views probably. And in these videos, she was she was going on every end of the spectrum saying every fucking thing about anything. She was expressing all her childhood traumas at one point and then being racist out of nowhere in the other videos. And then she was dancing and then yelling for people to help her and then talking about God and the universe and then literally expressing how police had to come to her house to do wellness checks and then how two different strangers broke into her house and how one was nice and she was talking to him and her friends told her to get him out of the house because they were watching live and um like her friends and family were watching this and they were commenting in real time like guys we're trying to do everything we can to help her or this is so sad to see. Like, please stop posting. Please get off of TikTok. Um, but yeah, here's some of this crazy audio. Brace yourself. Help me! Help me! Wake the fuck up! Help me help us! I no longer have access to my Instagram and my Twitter because I didn't want it. And that everything that goes on Instagram and Twitter now. <laughs> that I'm Middle Eastern. And I have always been Middle Eastern. But for some reason, isn't it so weird that the world insists on seeing me as white? <sighs> because if I was a woman of color, as I am, thank you, Jesus. You might have to fucking repent for the way you mistreated us. When I was a kid, I had a knife held to my throat and I prayed to God and he saved me. I grew up in a black neighborhood. I was actually the only white girl in my neighborhood outside of my sisters, but I rode the school bus alone. I was the only white girl on my school bus. And here's a bit of irony. They made me sit in the front. All the cool kids sat in the back and they sang and they did chants and they bullied the fuck out of me. They twisted my hair, they pulled it, they called me names. They didn't let me play with them because I wasn't like them. But my best friends at school were still the black girls because they were the kindest. But I didn't fit anywhere because I was poor, but I was white, but I was also Middle Eastern, so I wasn't white. But I wasn't black, so I was still white. We used words like ashy and nappy to describe dry skin or knots in our hair. And then I went to college and somebody called me a motherfucking racist because I said nappy hair. The cops just came to my door because they got a call uh, saying that I was gonna hurt myself or somebody else. I think he meant well, what do you think? Yeah, I mean well. What? Not, he means well, we know he means well. My friend who texted me and told me to get the stranger out of my house. I think he meant well too. Yeah. Wanna laugh your ass off? This is a stranger. <laughs> Do what you just did. Share my water with you. Literally. Bots. So yeah, that stranger at the end there was definitely like taking advantage of her. He's like a random who was watching this happen live. 
and decided to go to her house because he knows where she lives. And he like literally just walked in the front door. I think the front door was open, but he just walked in and then they started talking. And he was saying on his live, like he was streaming this live on his own TikTok to get followers. He was saying that he was doing like a wellness check on her and that he really cared about her and was just there trying to be a good person. And, you know, he was like, well, everyone wants someone to check on her. So that's what I was doing. And here I'm with her. I'm going to make sure she's not going to do anything to herself. But he was fully just wanting some content and wanting to clout chase and live stream. Because if you really just want to do wellness check, he wouldn't have done all these weird videos with her and wouldn't have live streamed. So he's kind of you know a different breed of asshole for doing that and anyone who would like show concern for her in the comments she would like make a video responding to the comment like you can do on tiktok and she would just be laughing at them this was definitely a cry for help a very loud cry for help in front of everyone it, it was really hard to watch because that, that like the secondhand embarrassment was to the utmost scale um like how is she gonna bounce back from this in any way how's anyone gonna take anything she says like seriously anymore after doing this whole thing and she's definitely struggled with mental health and like i don't know what she's diagnosed with and i'm not gonna like pretend to be a doctor but it was really sad to see the whole thing going down and people were wondering if it's just for views or if it's really a cry for help because like as i was saying she has kind of been fading away in relevancy she's one of like the og youtubers um from a long time ago so she's been doing this for a long time and you know as time goes on maybe it's harder for someone like her to keep a presence and especially on tiktok which is like the, pl the platform to be right now like the biggest thing taking over the world so she was getting like no views on tiktok for the longest time and was really struggling to kind of stay afloat in the influencer space so people think this is just a cry for help and they know that she's done this before in the past with like mental health and using it to get views um i mean i'm, I'm not gonna like assume that it's just because of mental health i'm i mean i'm not gonna assume it's just because of views I think you have to be like a different kind of like evil person to exploit mental health like that for views and like pretend to have a manic episode. I think she's actually like fully for real having a manic episode. I think it, the episode may be triggered by something like negative in her life that is her career kind of going down. So that could have triggered it and that could like subconsciously be a part of it. But I don't think that's the whole reason for sure. Um, Hannah said that police had checked on her and left her wellness card. I don't know what a wellness card is. I'm assuming that means like, you know, this is our proof that we checked on you. So if you do anything, like it's not our fault. And the LAPD, um, after they received multiple, multiple urges to go check on her again, they brought a psychological evaluation team, which after a consultation with her determined that she didn't pose a threat to herself or anyone else. And they allowed her to remain in the home. And her response to that after, you know, documenting the whole thing was, I can't believe they didn't take me away, which is insane. Um, apparently, then five, five officers busted into her house through the back door because she exercised her, quote, freedom of speech and religion. And they sent in two psych evaluation specialists who almost dragged me off to the hospital. But lucky I'm smart, educated, kind and brave. Yeah, she's having a whole like God complex thing right now. Or, like, telling people to, like, wake up and, like, you know, have a spiritual awakening with me. She's having that kind of, like, mental breakdown where she's talking about God and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, she's still at it. 
with this whole mental breakdown thing. She's still posting right now and she's still in her house. Uh, I think TikTok needs to like censor this because TikTok will censor me after posting one thing where I like talk about Kim Kardashian like I was the other day being held at gunpoint and they censored that and they're not going to censor this when she's saying all this racist and crazy shit like that and people were very upset with her for doing that and apparently she got in her car and like followed someone to their house so they were also very upset with her um obviously doing that that should not be normalized or made to sound okay just because she's having a mental breakdown like people on twitter were saying that you know you're allowed to wish her the best and hope she gets through this manic episode while also still being mad at her for being racist and all that and that's like shouldn't come out of you just because you're having a manic episode and it would only come out of you if you actually thought those thoughts and everything like that so half of people online are like mad at her for being racist and half of them are hoping she just gets through it but anyway i feel bad for her neighbors who have heard her screaming all week i feel like when you sell a house you know like when people sell a house and they think it's haunted like you have to tell the new buyers are like, like that's illegal in some state that's illegal you have to tell people that the house is haunted you should have to tell someone if an influencer lives next to this house before you sell them the house because of some crazy fucking stunts they could pull like imagine living next to david dobrik or the pauls you should really have to disclose that information so i think someone shouldn't uh, make that a rule but anyway what can we learn from this situation i think we can learn that just because um you're going through something mentally or have poor mental health or mentally ill it doesn't give you the right to be a bad person or do horrible shit or give you the right to be racist or put other people in danger like follow people to their homes that's not a pass to do anything like that mental health is never an excuse to be uh, a horrible person but i think on the other hand we can learn that to not use someone's mental health to take advantage of them and you should really just want to be a real supporter and check on them and give them a real wellness check and be a good Samaritan and make sure your fellow human being is okay and not use their mental state and their vulnerability. And, um, yeah, to just take advantage of them like that man did who broke into her house and like how millions of people are doing on TikTok right now. So I'm wishing Gabby Hanna all the healing and hope she is okay. Let's move into the next story. And we're going to talk about Nick Cannon, someone who's wild and out even more than Gabby Hanna. Nick Cannon... And you could you you know what I'm gonna say. You know what I'm about to say. Why would Nick Cannon be in the news? Because he's having another child. Oh my god. He's having another he's like spawning another being faster than COVID is spawning a new variant. He is a one-man sperm bank. He's a one-man sperm donor. Fuck a full basketball team. He could have a full soccer team at this point, a whole Olympic team to represent America. This is his 10th child that he's expecting um, with Abby De, Abby De La Rose. No. Is that her name? It's either Abby La Rose or Abby De La Rose. Wasn't there a singer? Natalie La Rose was the singer. Natalie La Rose? Oh, what, what happened to her? She had that one song. I want to rock with somebody. I want to take shots with somebody. Oh, classic. Abby De La Rose is having his 10th child. He, um... Brittany Bell is having his ninth child. She's pregnant. Yeah, so he 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 doesn't even have the ninth one born yet, and the tenth one is already coming out. The tenth one has already been announced. <laughs> been announced. He's lapping himself. He's staying ahead of the curve. Um, yeah. So 
his baby mamas are paying like like ping pong with him though like they're he- like these both of these women already have kids with him and now they're having another one with him at the same time i would not be in love with that dynamic if i were them i just i wouldn't be able to do it knowing that there's a man both actively getting us pregnant over and over again and they don't mean to that is that is not the vibe that is so that is so toxic that is, that is a tlc show right there tlc should jump on this andy cohen needs to literally make him and his six baby mamas a real housewife show right now the real housewives of nick cannon's baby mamas is a show that i would watch wilding out with nick cannon pulling out with nick cannon someone get him a show with all these babies um i'd be scared to even be 10 within a 10 foot radius of him because he'll get me pregnant you walk by this man and he'll get you pregnant or there's just immaculate conceptions left and right you know i thought he in the beginning of 2022 he had a like a celibacy clock to be celibate the whole year Mm, clearly that did not work new year's resolutions that shit never works he broke that clock he ain't give a fuck clearly that did not work like i don't care how rich you are you don't have enough money to give 10 kids enough i'm sorry nick cannon you really don't i I don't see that working there's not even enough days in the week for him to see each one a week at this point he has he's gonna have 10 you know people with multiple you know kids with multiple parents they'll have split custody no way he's gonna be able to be a good dad to all these kids and that's really sad to know he's gonna have to work forever you know keep up his showbiz gig forever he could have retired if he just had one or two but now he has all these fucking kids to look after and not gonna be a good enough dad i'm not saying he's gonna be like an absent father but he's not gonna be a present enough dad simply because there's not enough of him there's not enough of nick cannon to go around i mean clearly there is but even the mari show got in on it they quote tweeted like tmz's posting about his new baby and they mari um said wilden even Maori hasn't seen something this bad and he's seen it all nick cannon should be running out of that studio like people do on that show when he found out he is having another kid so anyway good good luck to them but you know that's kind of what they all asked for so You guys, I'm so happy. I got um, a brand deal with Dove Cameron. I love Dove Cameron. I think she's such a fierce cunt. I She's like so wise beyond her years too. I don't know if you've ever seen her like talking about her spiritual shit or her like inspirational kind of messages that she has for the world. But she is one intelligent leader, smart cookie, really. And uh, I'm promoting her new music video, Breakfast, on my TikTok. Such a good song. And she's like... Uh, advocating for abortion rights in the video and bringing like real attention to Roe v. Wade being overturned and 
how to like sign petitions and get involved to reinstate abortion rights for everyone in every state. So y'all should go check out breakfast and tell Dove Cameron that I sent you, you know, she has so many bops though, like boyfriend and now breakfast. Like I really put extra time into her brand deal because I want her to do so good. I want her career to thrive. So definitely go check out breakfast by Dove Cameron. Um, but anyway, you guys, it's Virgo season, but it's also apparently lawsuit season because, y'all, the courts are so busy. Like, talk about job security. A damn lawyer. Anything that has to do with working in a court, do that. Because bitches be fighting. Bitches be fighting and they have to settle it. Let's settle this. Let's bring it to court. So everyone's going to court, including Vanessa Bryant, Kobe Bryant's wife. R.I.P. to Kobe Bryant. Legend. Um, this week, a jury awarded Vanessa Bryant $16 million. Yes, she literally already won. $16 million. After she sued the L.A. County over the fact that they leaked images of the bodies of Kobe Bryant and their daughter, Gianna Bryant, and other victims of the fatal January 2020 helicopter crash. Um, they leaked photos of like their... Uh, mangled bodies and the wreckage and like up close photos of their bodies and the horror that was that tragic day that's something that is so tragic and like shocking it doesn't even still feel real it's been so long and it it doesn't even feel real because you don't even want to think we can like live in a world that horrible where kobe bryant and his 10 year old daughter died together like that just because of a little helicopter like just because the, the weather like wasn't good that day it's so sad. It's so, it's just like times like that, you just have to hope there's a better plan in the universe. And for some reason that was supposed to happen, but it's just so awful. I literally just pretend it didn't happen. And like, I feel so bad for Vanessa Bryant. I mean, I'm sure she doesn't want us to look at her like that. Like this, like, you know, like this wounded woman who is living this horrible life. But anytime I think of her, I just, I just get so upset and I feel so bad for her. Like I wish life is just so kind to her from this point out because of what happened to her and sending love to Vanessa always. But anyway, she went to court on Thursday and uh, they found the Los Angeles County Sheriff's and Fire Department liable for infringing on their constitutional rights for taking and sharing gruesome photos of the helicopter crash without real reason to do so. Like they weren't showing it to, you know, law enforcement. They weren't showing it to like a coroner or something to like figure anything out about the happenings of that day it was revealed that people who worked at the police station and people who worked with the uh firemen were just like showing it to their friends and showing it to people at bars like showing these gruesome photos to people basically just to show them and talk about it which is so insanely disrespectful so offensive like why would you even think that why would you ever think that's a conversational piece to bring up over beer? And that's like someone's loved ones that you're just showing their mangled dead bodies. It's so evil to even think a part of me like would like want to see the photos, but I would never, ever, ever want to disrespect the dead. And especially people that have who something so horrible happened to, I would never want to do that. So these people are just like undefendable. What they did is 
undefendable. Apparently, Vanessa was having, well, not apparently. She literally said she was having panic attacks and anxiety attacks after learning that these photos were being shared. Um, so, yeah, they found the, the L.A. County in his, uh, guilty. And after they read the verdict and, you know, Vanessa won, she was crying. And she left the courtroom and she was, like, hugging her daughter, Natalia. And um, then she posted on her Instagram a photo of Kobe and Gianna and said, this is all for you. I love you just as for Kobe and Gigi. Mm. I feel so bad for her. Also from this, I didn't even know this. This is like, I really like this part of it. In September, 2020, um, California governor signed an invasion of privacy bill called the Kobe Bryant act that makes it illegal for first responders to share photos of a dead person at a crime scene for any purpose other than official law enforcement purposes. And that misdemeanor crime is punishable by up to $1,000 per violation. I think it should be punishable by more because of how demonic that is. And yeah, so Vanessa Bryan is out here making like real change for her family that was tragically taken away from her. And we got to respect her for that. She's really like the best woman to you know leave your family's hands in so love vanessa kobe would have been 44 years old this week so young right insane uh vanessa said she also plans to give all 16 million of the dollars to the mamba and mambasita sports foundation that's a nonprofit that continues uh kobe and gianna's legacy by offering opportunities to underprivileged young athletes I mean, come on. Vanessa still has so much like love and generosity in her art after what she's been through. Truly an angel on this earth. So, love you, Vanessa. Sorry you had to go through that. Let's talk about the next lawsuit now that is between none other than Megan Lee Stallion. And you guessed it, her record label. She's suing them for $1 million. This is like the third time she's had to sue her record label. Um, because... She told the world that her album, her new album, Traumazine, with her song, her, 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 I'm she, 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 take a pic, it's me, 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 that song. And, oh, did you see her fuck it up in the video? She was serving cunt, cunt, puss, Vogue, 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 boots, slay, snatch my fucking wig, Charlie XCX. She was giving the faggots everything they wanted in that video. She did amazing. Oh, it was so good. You should just check it out if you haven't. Anyway. Do you remember how she dropped that album out of nowhere? There was like 12 hours of a heads up that she was about to drop an album. 12 hours of promo, that was it. And that's because we finally know why. And that is because Megan Lee Sound said that her label purposely leaked her album so it wouldn't be as successful when it dropped. So that's why she had to suddenly drop the whole thing before everyone heard the leaks. And you're probably wondering, why would her label want to like sabotage with her like that like that's her own label and it's because her and her label have had beef for many years now and this final album traumazine that she just dropped is the last album she has to give her label because she was in a three label a three album contract so this is the last one before she's free from them she's no longer under that label she filled her contractual obligation and she's done with them so this was Carl Crawford, that crackhead who runs her label, who she never should assign to. His, like, final hurrah of trying to fuck with her life. 
he's done a lot of fucked up shit to her, like not giving her money for promotion and not paying, uh, not giving her money from her music sales. She said she's never made a dime from um, her own music in the last few years. She makes money off of just like her name and other things. Um, they've like stopped her from releasing her own music in the past, all because she wanted to renegotiate her contract because she blew up as she was with them. So she wanted to renegotiate for more money. And they didn't like that, that she was trying to get more money out of them because a shady, gross businessman named Carl Crawford runs her label and he just wants to squeeze her for every single dime. But she wasn't going to fuck with that, so she wanted to get out and they wouldn't let her. And now they have all this beef that has compiled and elevated to this moment. They just wanted to ruin her last album release, but the album still did very good, selling like 80,000 in its first week, which is very respectable given like we're in the streaming era and everything so they couldn't keep a bad bitch down um she was tweeting about them i'm so sad she isn't performing at the vmas she also kind of explained why she wasn't um going on tour for the longest time i was kind of always thinking that and uh she kind of revealed that she didn't want to go on tour and like give these men who she was under the record label with any money she also couldn't tour because of covid so i don't think she mixed out much there but i think we can be seeing a Megan the Stallion tour very soon. Um, she tweeted a lot about them the other day too. I opened up Twitter and I was like, yep, she's fighting with her label again. She said, I'm so overgrown ass man trying to take credit away from the work me and my mama put into the beginning of my career. Me and my mama developed my career and I was already known for freestyling and I was already working on Tina Snow before I got to uh, 1501 because Carl Crawford was trying to say that he developed her and he made Megan the Stallion a thing and gave her all these ideas for her career. Like, her Tina Snow uh, alter ego and, you know, her songs and shit like that. And she continued, when my mama died, I knew a bunch of hood N-words who just started a label for the first time were not going to be able to manage me properly. So I got to go with ROC, Rock Nation. By this time, I was a bigger artist and I asked to renegotiate, not leave. What was wrong with that? That man is just greedy. Like for this man to keep getting on the internet with his back up to talk like he made me is ridiculous was you writing my songs were you with me in my dorm room recording me rapping what about all that rapping outside my mama car think ciphers i ain't even know you if you want to be real i developed 1501 which is 100 true there's not a bigger name under that label besides her they would literally be broke as a joke if it was not for megan the stallion they keep signing people and everyone got the same story. Go find all the girls and the guys that started over there with me and some of the girls after me. Ask anybody in Houston how that man is a fake ass N-word. Talk so much shit about Jay Prince and now that's your bestie. Okay. So yeah, they've been doing that to all their artists, screwing them over, not supporting them and just trying to get money from their budding careers and Megan Thee Stallion is just not having it. So she's finally done with them and I hope she wins this lawsuit because Carl Crawford just deserves to get curb stomped, shove his head in daisies, break his teeth i don't know she said anyway on a positive note hotties when we get with a label that isn't working against me it's up from there love y'all bye then she finished with i'm done responding bring me my money good night internet i absolutely agree with that bring her her fucking money carl crawford you fucking scumbag i feel so bad for her that she has to deal with this man like imagine having to deal with a fucking leech who has so much to say in your career like she has this blessing of being one of the biggest rappers in the world. And this bitch is just such a dark cloud over her. And I can't wait for her to be free of him. Fuck Carl Crawford. Tweet that today. Fuck Carl Crawford. 
what he's done is undefendable and he deserves to lose that one million dollars because he is an undefendable cunt anyway let's move on taylor swift seems like someone else who um has a dark cloud over her all the time people are always trying to squeeze money from her because she's the richest baddest bitch in the world and there's a lot of money to get out of her apparently so this is what's going on now a memphis area poet is suing taylor swift for at least one million dollars because of copyright infringement laws and yes this poet is so unknown we need to refer to her as a memphis area poet because apparently in 2010 this memphis area poet published and copyrighted a book of poems titled lover nine years later taylor swift released an album called lover which had a book release alongside it with the same title the book was full of like stories of inspiration behind the songs and things going on in her life at the time and like photos and you know, just extra content for the fans, things like that, that she was selling alongside the album just as a little gift for the fans. And apparently it was too similar to the poetry book that this Memphis area poet put out because on the cover of her book, she also had the words lover and it was in the same like color and font and the whole same kind of vibe as the lover era. And you know, the title lover is what she trademarked. Apparently this woman who is this poet didn't want to do this. They, the quote from Billboard said that she's a very sweet lady and this is the last thing she wanted to get involved in, but she felt like she had to to like respect her work. I mean, I guess I get it, but come on, girl. She understands she's going up against Taylor Swift, who's one of the most unfuckable with people when it comes to lawsuits because she's been through so many and has so many good lawyers at this point. But she said that substantially the same format of a recollection of past years memorialized in a combination of written and pictorial components within a book with a substantially similar cover format with the author photographed in a downward pose and a color scheme, pastel blues and pinks with the same title lover with substantially the same introduction page with a similarly styled lover title is why she has to sue Taylor. Oh my God. She wants to say a recollection of past years memorialized in a combination of written pictorial components within the book. So like any book, any book with photos that is, that's called a book. Taylor Swift put out a book. That that is it. You you didn't do anything there. You didn't do anything special there. You put out a book. So did Taylor Swift. So, uh, like people will really do anything to try to say that. Oh, I was copied. I'm this benevolent artist who is so godlike and genius, and I know superstar Grammy winning worldwide icon taylor swift was watching me and she bought the book and she and you know i inspired her bitch taylor swift wrote lover a masterful piece of art of timeless art and you wrote mid poetry like i'm sorry girl the album the the poetry you wrote was probably mid the downward style photo she refers to that they both have is her literally a photo taken of her from an iphone 4 holding her cat a downward photo can you not take the same angle as a photo of someone these days without being accused of copyright infringing them get a life and get a fucking job people just want money and when they see an opportunity to sue someone with lots of it even if they have a piece of art or a piece of trash that is kind of similar to anything someone rich has done they jump on the opportunity to sue them and try to have their moment and are convinced upon all delusions that Taylor Swift copied you. How dare she? 
How dare she have such a grandiose mindset of herself? How dare she think of herself like this? She's a narcissist, this girl who is suing Taylor Swift. She doesn't know you, Memphis area poet. Give it up. God, go go chill in Memphis. Like, no one was looking for you. No one was looking out for you. I, I hope you have fun with your court fees, your legal fees, because you're going to be taking out some loans for this, I know, because no one bought your poetry. Sorry. It was probably like, her poetry was probably like, don't smile because it's over. Frown because it happened. Like, that's probably what her poetry was, thinking that she's all deep or whatever. Lawyers say that this Memphis area poet's case is deeply flawed and should be thrown out already because she has no case. Her suing Taylor Swift is undefendable. She has no case. Got it. Play it safe. No face. No case. So people are, again, wasting Taylor Swift's time. Taylor Swift must be so, must be so tired. Anyway, Taylor Swift is also being sued for by someone else. She is being sued for copyright infringement. Again, people are people are checking for Taylor Swift being a plagiarist more than turnitin.com. They are checking if she is committing plagiarism on the song Shake It Off with another song that two men wrote for the girl group 3LW, their song Player's Gonna Play. 3LW has a few members of the Cheetah Girls in it. That was like their kind of like music endeavor after the Cheetah Girls. I never even knew that. So, But it's not 3LW who's suing Taylor. It's the two men songwriters. Of course it's men trying to get some money out of Taylor Swift. Blah, blah, blah. We've heard it all before. They allege that both the songs, Player's Gonna Play was released many, many years before Shake It Off. They allege that both the songs have similar lyrics like Player's Gonna Play, Hater's Gonna Hate, which are two very commonly used phrases that 12-year-olds in 7th grade math class use on a daily basis. So there's there's no, you know, intellectual property being stolen here. It's it's like trying to trademark the word slay. Everyone says slay. I'm sorry. You weren't you can't be the only bitch that says slay. It's too commonly used in the culture. You really don't have a case here. Here are the two songs back to back. I mean, yeah, they both do say that. And I'll say both both are bops, you know. it's They're both good songs. But unfortunately, this is not defendable. They really don't have a case here. You're not Leonardo da Vinci for writing Players Gonna Play in 1997 or whatever. Whenever that fuck that song came out. So I'm sorry, Taylor Swift, that all of your time is being wasted in court. But, you know, at least you get some days off from real life and you'll get some good entertainment and laughs in that courtroom from memphis area poet and 3lw so what can we learn from this i think that we can learn from all these undefendable cases that for our lives 
if you do undefendable behavior, you guess guess what, girl? You cannot be defended. So think that to yourself next time is what is there any reason for me to do what I'm doing? Is there any way I could get away with this? And like, am, is what I'm doing is shady? Can my actions be defended at all? Just think that to yourself. And if what you are about to do is undefendable, don't even try it. Don't even try to get away with it because you will not. And when you do get caught and get in trouble and face consequences, you will really have no one to blame but yourself. Also, before you try to pick an argument with someone, pick a fight with someone, make sure that you have some defense before you get into that. Because if you do not, it is not going to go your way. It is not going to be good for you. So if you are just straight up trying to be a shady, nasty person and doing undefendable shit, prepare to not be able to be defended. Well, thank you guys for joining me in Pop Culture Universe at Tea today. I hope you had a good time spilling tea with me. I know I did. Someone gave me some like constructive criticism on my podcast to make it longer. And that's what people say to me. Like, even in person, they'll be like, oh, like, I love your podcast, but I wish it was longer. Like, you get to talk about a topic and, you know, I want to I wanna really discuss it and really hear it all. So this episode is a little bit longer, but let me know what you think about that. Maybe if you screenshot this and post it on your story and, you know, I DM you, you can tell me if you want it longer, if you want it shorter. I thought people wanted it shorter and sometimes I feel like I ramble and I just need to like wrap shit up. So I could do longer though. You know, I'm good with doing shorter. I'm good with doing longer. I really just love everything. Sometimes when I'm like wanting to take a break from making pop culture videos or pop culture content, I'm like, you know, thinking what else I should do with my free time now. And then I just start watching more pop culture content because that's literally my hobby. Like I really just do be living that pop culture wendy williams e-news type of life like that's really just who i am so i can really talk about this shit forever so just let me know i love spilling the tea with y'all and i encourage y'all to have is today friday i literally like don't even i don't even like live by weekdays anymore i don't even know what today is but yeah i think today's friday so i hope you have an amazing weekend do something that fulfills your soul don't let them break your soul But also, like, don't just, like, live for the weekend. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do shit that fills your soul on the week as well. Um, Be safe out there. I saw some crazy video of people in Chicago. Like, they were street fighting. There was a group of seemingly, like, teenagers, I think. Like, street fighting. And then a car going so fucking fast. Because they were fighting in the middle of the street. So, a car was going so fucking fast that they hit this whole posse of people fighting. That people, like, were flying down the street. One person, like, flew out and hit their body hit like a cvs or something they were like flying across train tracks and multiple of them died so i'm just saying be safe out there if you're gonna fight a bitch make sure to take off your earrings and you know your jewelry and then fight them on the sidewalk is what i'm saying get in a fight with someone on the sidewalk and yeah just stay safe out there better safe than sorry as always I'm still scared of monkeypox, so I'm, like, barely leaving my house. I'm, like, a, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, a doomsday prepper at this point. I think monkeypox is getting better, though. So, And my second vaccine is coming up. Thank God, in time for the Lil Nas X concert I'm going to. Because you know all the gays are going to be there in their little thongs. And, you know, everyone's going to be competing to get Lil Nas X's attention. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see that. When he's on stage and every gay man in the crowd is going to be, like, flexing their muscles and shimming their titties in his face and like flashing their bulge or something 
I can't wait to see everyone trying to get Lona's ex's attention, especially because he's like single. I mean, I'm going to try to too, obviously. I'm going to hold a sign that says, kiss me. Anytime I hold a sign at concerts, I swear they read it. The Chainsmokers, I saw them in Las Vegas and I put a sign on my phone that said, will you marry me? And both of the Chainsmokers looked at it and they were, they pointed to me and they were like, which one of us do you want to marry? And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know their names. I think it's like Chris and Alex or something. I don't know who I pointed to. And they just like laughed and, you know, it was cute. But I want Lil Nas X to kiss me. Yeah, I said that. I, I, I do. And, you know, hopefully it works out. I'm going into to one of the ones in Chicago. He's doing two shows in Chicago. So, ooh, if you're going, maybe I'll see you there. I don't know what to wear because when I think Lil Nas X, I think like, showing off the body showing off the muscles and something loud like not something soft i think something loud as fuck i think like neon and like spikes because he kind of has that punk vibe to him where he wears like big shoes and kind of like a emo like a devilish look especially with this whole era i don't know what to wear my boyfriend i'm going with is wearing like a literal like towel over his crotch like it's it's this bottom that it's like it's these cute bottoms from asos that resembles a towel being wrapped around your waist but like really short and like it's kind of fierce like i like the vibe so he's going for that like sexy toga he's wearing this like harness thing i don't know that's not my vibe like i wish i could just wear like sweatpants and a sweatshirt that's so me i'm very frugal when it comes to concert dressing some people be buying the most expensive shit to go to a concert that they're only gonna wear once that's never been me if i'm gonna spend a lot of money i'd rather have it be on like food honestly or like a vacation or something so i don't really do much for concerts i'm gonna see lizzo too and i don't know what to do to wear for her but yeah i'll have to get something soon for lena's ex so maybe recommend me outfits i'm thinking maybe like a sheer shirt that's like long sleeve where it's kind of like a little bit sexy you can like kind of see through but nothing too revealing and then i'll probably wear like black jeans i'm a very like covered up person i know on instagram i'll be like showing off my body and shit like that but when it comes to in person i'm not trying to walk around with myself exposed and have people freely see me from any angle you know i'd rather control the lighting and control the pose of the whole situation and i don't need people just seeing me from wherever I'm going to be sweating that day too. I know I'm going to look a hot mess after that show. So I'm trying to be like covered up. My fucking laptop is telling me that I can install updates and it's covering my whole screen right now. So I hope I'm still recording. Speaking of laptops, my MacBook Pro just shipped to my house. I'm so excited. I'm going to be able to record this podcast without these damn interruptions and it telling me that I don't have storage like a fucking peasant. I'm so happy to get rid of this HP. I really am. I've had it since like the beginning of college. I can't believe I'm so old. I can be like the beginning of college, but yeah, I'm getting a new laptop. It was pretty expensive, but like MacBook Pros, I heard are like where it's at. So I feel like a MacBook Air is just not for me. I like all the, all the bougie bitches in college would walk in with their teeny tiny dainty little MacBook or, you know, wait, is it called a MacBook Air? Yeah. They'd walk in with their macbook air looking all rich and shit and i would pull out my monstrous hp for my fucking business class looking like a fool so yeah i'm excited for my macbook pro but anyway i've been rambling for so long and i'll update you on all of these things but until next time
I will see y'all. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Tell me what you're doing. Like, what are your plans? Um, you know, I want to know. Maybe I should do like an ask me or like, uh, like kind of like set a portion of the show where you guys can tell me tea about your lives and I can tell the audience about, you know, each other's tea. That could be kind of fun. I feel like that'd be such a cute segment. Like you guys tell me tea about your life and I just like tell all the listeners, you know, tell the family what's going on. That'd be fun. Let me know if you'd be interested in that. And I will see you guys on Tuesday. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.